Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Daily Coast The Brief. It's our weekly show about politics. I'm Marcus Willits. Normally, I would be here with Carrie Alavelle, but it is the summer and vacation season is upon us. So today joining us, joining me, is Laura Clausen. She is your writer at Daily Coast. And we are going to be talking about what everybody else seems to be talking about, which is the Barbie movie. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we, as a politics site, don't generally... Um, get deeply into summer blockbuster movies. It's really not our, 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 our shtick, but we were sort of kind of dragged into it by this right-wing hysterical freakout over the idea of the Barbie movie because they hadn't actually gone and seen it, right? So you had this massive global marketing campaign. It's, it's, it's just something, I mean, I, I was just reading that half a million stories were written about the Barbie movie in the month leading up to it, just globally. And uh, so it was this absolutely spectacular and massive PR campaign. And I don't know if you're kind of the right wing, I, I, I would just assume you kind of ignore it. And if it's not your cup of tea, okay, you know, you're, you're an incel, bro, conservative. Uh, you probably did not play with Barbies. It's, and it's okay because it wasn't marketed towards men. And, and that's cool. So there's a movie about Barbies. It's okay. It doesn't have to be, everything doesn't have to be about you. But uh, apparently that's sort of been the, the theme. They're really outraged that somebody might be interested in something else. So anyway, we're like, okay, we got to check this, this thing out and see what's going on. And Laura does a lot of culture writing for us and she's excellent, excellent at it. So it's like perfect. They're like, okay, Laura, you're going to, you're going to go out and see this movie. And, and so, um, I think it was during, you got to even see it during work hours. So like, it seems like it worked out really nicely. And you went to see the Barbie <laughs> movie. And can you tell us, um, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. I, I think it was actually the first movie I've seen in the theater since the pandemic started. So it was, it was kind of, I got that immersive experience. And, you know, the marketing campaign that you mentioned, one of the big things they pushed is people going to the movies in pink and like dressing like Barbie. And there were people, I was there at Monday at one o'clock and there were still people head to toe pink showing up with their friends. So you could see kind of the power just of, I think the experience that they were marketing that like mothers and daughters were going together all dressed up and so on. But the movie itself, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's very surprising at times. You know, there were moments where a joke landed and, and you could hear in the laughter that people were surprised that, you know, they'd been ready for a joke at that moment, but they, they didn't see where it was going. It is kind of, it's a two hour ad for a doll, but it's also <laughs> shockingly subversive on gender. Um, it really kind of pulls apart a lot of things um, more than you would expect from this movie. And one of the things that I really noticed was, and that you notice if you read the right-wing commentary on it, is that some of the stuff about femininity and about Barbie herself is a little more expected, that we've all kind of heard that critique of gendered products. And the stuff about Ken is what really got under the skins of people like Ben Shapiro, um, that, that, you know, there's this marketing thing of, you know, she's Barbie, he's just Ken um, for the movie. So you saw like Malala Yousafzai uh, posed in a Barbie box at one of the premieres with her husband. And she put it on social media with the caption, she has a Nobel prize, he's just Ken. Um, <laughs> And I think the idea that the man could be just Ken really, really simultaneously is 
an unusual and and for a lot of us fun viewing experience and also for people whose masculinity is extra fragile is very upsetting. Um, so, but the movie so do you also, think, sorry. Yes. So do you think that was sort of at the core of the right wing freak out about it? I mean, I don't, before they saw the movie, they did, would they even know that? I, I don't know. I mean, Ken has always been a afterthought and an accessory to Barbie, even during right. its most un PC era. And I remember one of the conservative right wing uh, lunatics, I forget which one, uh, woman, um, complained that Ken did not have enough testosterone. And the Ken doll is famously metro. I mean, you can go back to the 60s in the era of what high testosterone. And the Ken doll, it, it was probably the same body as Barbie with a different head, right? Really thin arms, like uh, clearly did not have a penis. Like this is not a, a paragon of masculinity. We're not talking the, Aaron, uh, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger doll. So where was this idea that Ken was supposed to be butch <laughs> coming from? And was that sort of the, the, the part of the big anger? That was Ginger Gates, wife of Matt Gates, who called Ken low T. She and Matt went to the premiere. They were very excited. They got all dressed up. And then I think they knew that they had to come out and say something negative about it. You know, so there's another part of the freak out is that there is a trans actress who plays one of the Barbies. So there's been a lot of kind of ugly misgendering stuff of her. So I think going in, I think before they understood fully what the portrayal of Ken was going to be, they just knew that they were supposed to be upset about it. And they were kind of throwing things against the wall like, oh, there's a trans actress, it's woke, it's gender ideology, whatever. Um, and then once they saw it, Ken was the thing that they got really upset about. And like you say, Ken has never been the center of anyone's story ever, but they still can't deal with it. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it really shows exactly how defensive of masculinity I think they are. One of the uh, remarkable things about the movie is that the second weekend was also a blockbuster weekend. In fact, it was the seventh best second weekend for a movie in, uh, in movie history. The only movies above it are a Star Wars movie, the Jurassic Park reboot, and a bunch of Marvel stuff. So we're talking the biggest blockbusters of biggest blockbusters. And here is Barbie, which is not an action flick in any sense of the word, like those are, uh, is not as mass theoretically not as mass market, uh, but it has resonated clearly. And the second weekends are driven by word of mouth. Like you can throw all the money, all the marketing to get people into those seats that first weekend. Second weekend is word of mouth. And you even see it compared to Oppenheimer, which which did almost as well as Barbie the first weekend and, and still had a great second weekend, but it was half the, half the receipts as, uh, as the Barbie movie. And and, and so people are loving it. And yet you have conservatives screaming about how woke it is. So what does that say about woke, wokeism and its appeal to broad, not just American, but global audiences? Yeah, you know, conservatives went into this thinking like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna make this the new Bud Light. We're gonna tank it. And that second weekend really completely destroyed any claim they might have that this was an unpopular kind of presentation of wokeness, whatever that is. So yeah, it's it's kind of glorious to watch, actually. The It is the most successful movie ever um, directed by a woman. And I don't mm -hmm. even think it's close. Do we have a sense yet? And I haven't seen this data, or maybe you have. Is, is it a movie driven primarily by, by women moviegoers? Or does it have a much broader audience than that? I haven't seen 
a breakdown yet. Um, what I would say about it is that, you know, famously one of the reasons that movies tend, the big budget movies tend to feature men is because the belief is that women will go see things with men and men won't go see things with women. So what we can say about this movie is either more men are turning out than we would have expected for the Barbie movie. Um, and I will say there were men in the theater when I went to see it. Or women are turning out like, you know, kind of in historic ways. So it's kind of one way or another, it's, it's sort of puncturing this longstanding view of not just Hollywood, but um, book publishers and so on too, that the things featuring women always are necessarily limited in their audience because only women will see them. You know, one way or another, this movie is disproving the, the limitations of those products. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to go back to this whole idea that that conservatives are, or just certain men, conservatives, are really upset that they've been minimized. That Ken is somehow mocking uh, the patriarchy, and uh, uh, and it explicitly mocks the patriarchy without giving any any spoilers. I think that's that's been made clear in a lot of the the, the trailers and marketing materials. <laughs> and um, these are people that are totally okay with gazillion movies that that objectify women that i mean every james bond movie has women are eye candy right they're 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 literally what can <laughs> i presumably i haven't seen the barbie movie yet but i'm presumably it's the same sort of flip and and they're okay with that why is why do you get any sense from the sort of conservative you know conservatives and that fragility where is that coming from i mean they have the patriarchy is is in charge of literally everything. This is the first time a female-led movie, female-focused movie, has done this well, and they are losing their minds over this. Why are they so fra fragile about something that they literally, at the moment, control? I mean, so one of the things that's really interesting is, you know, sort of, they keep coming, it's man-hating. This movie is man-hating. It's like, well, okay, Kenneth, the butt of some jokes in the way that women, as you point out, have often been, you know, Ken is treated as a woman and, oh my gosh, that's man-hating. And so I think it's really kind of, the reaction is showing the degree to which men expect that they will always be treated well and that women, eh, whatever, however they're treated. You know, you've got these quotes like, Ben Shapiro said, either you're a third wave feminist who hates men, truly hates men, or you're brainwashed, that that's the message of the movie. It's like, what else do they have, right? If you're Ben Shapiro, what do you have? You're a white dude. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what you're going with. And anything that minimizes that is, is, is undercutting you personally, very personally. Oh, they take it very personally. To me, it, it's almost like you actually don't have any, you have it so good, you don't have anything real to complain about. You have people like Tucker Carlson complaining about cartoon M&M candies not dressing sexy enough for him. I mean, it's just the stuff that they're crying about to me. It's like, OK, there's, you literally have nothing to complain about. Joe Biden hasn't done anything real to make your life worse, clearly, because you're complaining about stupid things like Bud Light. And so or a black it, little mermaid. <laughs> or black mermaid, right? And when, I mean, you look at liberal complaints, right? It's real things, you know, our planet's burning up, and you know, women don't make as much as men in the workplace, and um, ethnic and and racial minorities uh, and other disadvantaged communities have real challenges, and whether that's a workplace or whether it's accessing healthcare or whether down the list, right? You, we can we can sit there and enumerate to the point where it's almost tedious, to the point where it's like, oh my god, like it's so bleak. 
there's so many things. And there's that are complaining about Eminem candies and who, who who was cast as a Little Mermaid, and whether Ken doll was was treated or Ken was 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 man hating or not. Who cares if it was man hating? Let's just let's stipulate. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe everybody's laughing at Ken because they hate men. So what? What? <laughs> right? Like so what? Like, why do they care? Why does it matter when they have every other movie? I mean, those movies aren't doing well. Maybe that's part of the problem, right? Like nobody wants to see Harrison Ford be an action star at nearly 80 years old. Is that what's going on? Do they feel like there's a changing of the guard and they're being put out the pasture? Yeah, and I think they just feel that that like anything that that what they have is their status, and and anything that undercuts that, you know, kind of if black people that, that they really believe that if if black people do well, if one or two black people do well, that white people are losing out. Everything is a zero sum game, and kind of if someone else is doing well, that means I'm losing, and that's unacceptable. Yeah. I'm losing. That's the part, right? It's it's not, it, you know, the, the rising tide lifts all boats. They talk about trickle down economics, you know, with this idea that everybody benefits from music, but they don't actually believe that. They don't believe that culturally. They don't believe that economically. And that way they, they become a lot more insular and inward looking. So Walter, who's our producer, came up with the gender breakdown of the, of the, uh, of the audience to the movie. And it turns out that Barbie audience is 66% female. So two thirds female, which is pretty, pretty, that's a lot. And then uh, 75% under the age of 29. That's the part that actually blows me away. I'm surprised that a movie can be this successful, make this much money being that young. And uh, I got to say, my, my daughter loved it. She came back raving about how hilarious the patriarchy jokes were. That was her favorite part about the movie. And she's 16. So that's what resonated. But it this is, I mean, this is sending a huge signal to Hollywood that you've been missing an entire audience here. Right? Yeah, and I think I think that the the marketing campaign that kind of encouraged women to go together in friend groups and that was about sort of women carving out time together, whether it's mothers and daughters or friends, you know, that that's really powerful, a really powerful part of what we're seeing here, especially coming out of the pandemic, is like women get to have some fun and some time for themselves. Um and and that's kind of a theme of the movie, um, in the movie America Ferrera plays um, the mother of a tween. And she's really kind of powerfully channeling, like she has a kind of dull job and her husband's kind of a loser. <laughs> and, you know, this is, this is a Barbie husband. This is all in Barbie land or? <laughs> no, no, this is, she's, she's a real oh, world. In real world. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, Barbie crosses into the real world and she meets America Ferrera. And, you know, she's got a tween daughter who is, too cool for her parents. And, you know, and so she's kind of, I think, channeling a fairly big part of the audience. So that's another reason I think it's interesting that it's such a young um, audience is that it kind of spoke to me uh, as, you know, the parent of a kid and so on as like, this is partly about what it is to be a mom these days. Walter's pointing out that most movies that do well in the theaters are actually driven by young people. what is really actually surprising is how it has resonated with people like you, apparently, <laughs> and in the theaters itself. So that's all. That's all pretty cool. So, so here we have this, this incredible blockbuster. It's it's going to hit the one billion mark if it hasn't already within the next uh, this by this weekend uh, in global receipts. And it is it is. I mean, it's clear at this point that it's reaching sort of cultural phenomenon status. And you have conservatives screaming about it being woke. Are they still on this case or have they like 
surrendered in retreat and pretending they never talked about the movie to begin with. I looked at Fox News. I, I did a search for recent Fox News headlines about Barbie, and they have moved off of the, like, Barbie's going to tank because it's so woke stuff. But they have to talk about it because it's a really big story. And they can't be positive about it because they already staked out their ground. But, you know, it sucks. So um, some of what they're doing is they're trying to come up with like, well, liberals hate it too. So oh. there's a headline, black university lecturer refuses to subject to daughter to Barbie over white is always right ideology. Holy crap, um, where did they dig that one up? <laughs> Talk about scraping one person I, over there that you never heard right. of. Good luck. I think it's a piece at Salon and the guy is also a, a university lecturer. So they went with university lecturer rather than like writer at Salon. Oh <laughs> and they have um, Barbie's dream house must be redesigned to survive climate change, CBS reports. That's based on an environmental group did an Instagram post, you know, basically taking the Barbie phenomenon to talk about like heat pumps and smart <laughs> thermostats. Um, and that is, you know, that's getting coverage. Um so yeah, so they're, probably tongue in cheek. they're probably tongue in cheek. They're probably writing the, the, the Barbie phenomenon to get a little bit of, you know, social Absolutely. media juice and ride the right. wave. And then they're, at, you know, yeah, Fox News acting like it's serious environmental yep. critiques of the Barbie. Oh, that's freaking brilliant. Is it too much glass? Is it? Is it... <laughs> yeah, it's like it. When I read the article, it's not even like, yeah, they didn't even kind of go for it. They just were like, here's what houses in general need to do better oh, in climate change. Right? That's, that's it. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it seems very self-defeating. They're, they're really failing on the woke uh, branding. They, they've invested, I don't they, when did they start talking about woke? I mean, it's at least the last three, four years where it really became the Fox <laughs> News focus, where everything was woke. Yeah, Ron DeSantis has, has built an entire presidential campaign uh, around saying woke every set, like literally every sentence, woke with this, woke that, woke, woke, woke. Uh, he's crashing and burning. It's not getting any traction. The polling on wokeism is actually really bleak for Republicans. I mean, some like 68% of Americans have a positive attitude towards the word woke, including like over almost almost over a third of Republicans. I was watching a poll uh, recently and because people don't understand what woke is. And, and one of the sort of phenomenons of right-wing media and the conservative movement these days is that they are so trapped in their bubble that they don't realize that they haven't defined their terms to other people, right? So their brain says woke is like the most horrible thing, but you ask an average person on the street what woke is, and it's it's being compassionate and open-minded and caring about other people. And so, and, and who knows, maybe conservatives would give that same definition and they're just outraged at the idea of being compassionate, open-minded and caring towards other people. But you were, you were talking in, in our, in our staff, uh, staff Slack about a family member who, who really, you know, you talked to about the word woke and I don't know if you could talk a little bit about that because it sort of, sort of speaks to how maybe not us, not us, you know, activists, liberals and not right-wing conservatives trapped in their ecosystem. Like how do normal people, what, what pops in their brain when somebody says woke? Yeah, so my family member is a pretty moderate person. Like these days, I, my sense is that she votes mostly for Democrats, but she would be really happy to vote for Republicans if she found ones that she could consider sane. That if she found like moderate Republicans for real, she would be thrilled to vote for them. 
But she I mean, that, that sounds like like Virginia college educated suburban white women who voted for Glenn Youngkin in the governor's mm-hmm. race last year. They had voted for, for Joe Biden and then they flipped in the governor's race because Youngkin pretended to be a moderate. So they're like, oh, yeah, like, great. Now I can still vote Republican. I'm still because people when I think a lot of people have right. a lot vested in the idea that they're open minded and that they. You know, mm-hmm. they weigh the candidates. That sounds like this is one of these people. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that my family member I'm talking about, I'm quite sure she voted for Charlie Baker, who was the recent Republican governor in Massachusetts. He um, basically stepped down because he knew he couldn't win a Republican primary being the person he was. But I, I'm fairly sure she was a supporter of his. But yeah, so exactly that person. And she was saying, she was like, what? Can you explain to me what they mean by woke? And by because they... every time... <laughs> you know, Republicans that sort of the people who are using it as an attack. She was like, because, you know, I keep sort of hearing that things I believe are woke. And I'm just like, well, thank you, because that seems like a compliment. Right. So this is kind of who DeSantis, you know, every time that DeSantis like has his wife out campaigning as like, oh, I'm a parent of young kids and we moms are fighting for our kids. Like this is the person that that they're trying to reach with that. And then every time he kind of reflexively goes for the wokeness attack, I think he loses people like that. Um, I, so, yeah, I, was, I, I think it's I mean, we see what's happening with Santa's campaign. Right. <laughs> like, I think these things are connected. Yeah, I saw on a on a right wing forum where even a DeSantis supporter is like, I like DeSantis, but if he says woke one more time, I'm gonna rip my hair out. Like it's it's becoming almost a crutch. And and again, it's it's not defined in a way that people can understand. Oh yeah, this is a pejorative. Like I'm supposed to think this is bad that something is woke. And you see it a lot. Like now they're going after the diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? DEI. At, you know, directors at, at corporations, but they won't explain. They'll say DEI. Oh, there's another DEI, you know, and people are like, who the, nobody knows what DEI stands for and yeah. why they should care about it. And it's part of being in that bubble. So you, you they, they expend a lot of energy saying the Barbie movie is woke. And then people go see the Barbie movie and it's like, okay, this is a lot of fun. That's, that's what woke is. I mean, they don't, there's no, not even a strategy behind how to create that negative connotation. And Barbie movie was always bound to fail. It's just like even in the promotional materials, it was bright and fun and exciting. And and even had it been a flop, even had it been like, oh, okay, this is this is this is just stupid because you know it's what I would imagine a Barbie movie to be like before there was an actual Barbie movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was just cheesy 100%. and and stuff you know and and just lame and like cringy. Um, like if they did a Bratz movie, like live action, that's how I would imagine it to be like, oh, this is this is kind of cringe. It's still not the sort of thing that that ever would create. I, I don't it didn't seem like it would create the, the negative connotations, which is usually dark and and, you know, and uh, depressing. And and there is something to going after like humorless liberals like yeah like the environmentalists didn't like it because there was no mention of climate change i mean that's not i mean they they had to try to make up something that wasn't even that right but that would have a little bit more 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 of that energy but it seems so weird to me that that they decided to climb on that hill and fight that battle and I don't see how it doesn't incredibly blow up. And it's telling that they're they're moving on. They're they're and I, I would be you know surprised if some of these incel right wingers like like uh, what's his face who who did the the his movie review uh, forty five minutes on why Barbie movie was the worst movie he had ever seen. 
Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of them were moving on and just, just called this a, a, a loss. But this is a movie that directly speaks to one of the core, most important swing demographics in this, in this country, right? Co- college-educated, suburban white women, but women of all color, because it's, it's also a turnout question. And I would not be shocked if, if that third that 33% of men who have w- went and watched the movie, it's, they're also college educated, you know, predominantly urban and suburban. It is, it is a, a battleground demographic and they just made fighting the patriarchy kind of cool. I didn't see the movie, but it, right. it I mean, yeah. given my well, daughter's reaction, it seemed kind of cool to be fighting the patriarchy. She was uncalled right. for it. Yeah. Well, and you think about, you know, even if it's only a third of the people going to see this movie are men, the movies had such a big audience. That's still a lot of men, you know, it's, it's still a movie that's doing reasonably well among just men, just based on its overall box office. So um, we're almost, we're almost out of time. So I'm, I'm curious again. Um, I didn't see this movie. Is this the kind of movie that could shift political perspective with people who might not be base progressives? Does, is it as, subversive as conservatives thought it was or think it is? I mean, you know, it's still a commercial product, right? Mattel was still behind this movie. But, you know, I think one of the things that conservatives probably in their kind of bigoted way are right to be threatened by is that there was a trans actress playing a Barbie and it wasn't a trans Barbie. It was just like, this is the actress playing this Barbie, you know? And, and yeah, I think it sort of pushes women and, and presumably well, actually, I think women across generations to kind of look at the way that masculinity operates in their lives and the ways that they're expected to be deferential to masculinity and to at least question it. Um, I think it also just makes conservatives look pathetic <laughs> and that if it delegitimizes people like, you know, all of the Fox News talking heads who came on to rant about it and Ben Shapiro and so on, that's, you know, if it makes them look pathetic, that's an, that's a plus because hopefully it means that their next attack strategy will also, will just, you know, kind of have that loser stench a little bit. <laughs> I think, um, I actually, I, it's definitely got a loser stench right now. I think they, they picked the wrong battle. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. All, that's all the time we have. Laura, thank you. This is Laura Clausen. She's a senior writer at Daily Coast, uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to talk about, that was fun, talk about the Barbie movie. It's not every day that we're going to sit there and talk about Barbie on Daily Coast, the brief. So thank you so much for joining. It's such a pleasure. Thanks to everybody who makes the show possible. Thanks to uh, Walter, our producer. Thanks to Carrie, who's here in spirit, if not in person. Thanks to uh, Paul, who helps behind the scenes. And thanks to everybody who is a member of the Daily Coast community. Let's not lose sight that we are fighting for the soul of our country, for our very democracy. It's an existential battle. Donald Trump isn't going away. Neither are the people who follow his destructive authoritarian policies. So it's great to have you all in this fight. Let's have fun when it's time to have fun. And then let's get to work when it's time to get to work. Thank you so very much. Catch you all next week. Mm